0: What if I could guarantee you that Marvin Bagley would stay healthy and play 75 or more games for the Kings next season? How would that change our outlook on Marvin Bagley's part of the Kings core and what kind of role would he have for this Sacramento Kings team? Plus, the Kings take on the Boston Celtics in the Summer League Championship game tonight. I'm going to be joined by John Corrales, the host of the Locked on Celtics podcast. To preview this one, it's all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast.
1: It's the Locked on Podcast Network.
0: Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Kings media member for the last seven years. This will be my eighth season covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist. And I, of course, am very fired up for the Kings and Celtics in this Summer League Championship game tonight. It's been a long time since we've had the Kings compete for any sort of title. Uh, Really, the last time the Kings won a Summer League title uh, was the last time we cared this much. But, you know, it's Summer League. And and of course, we we don't want to get too into this as In reality, it doesn't really matter, but if it's going to be meaningful, this is as meaningful as a Summer League exhibition game gets uh, and a lot to be excited about. We now know that the Kings will be without Chemezi Metu uh, in this championship game as he was issued a one-game Summer League suspension uh, for his punch thrown against the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday. So as we expected, no Chemezi Metu in this game. Uh, and that could have a significant effect. I already think that even with Metu, the Kings were the underdog in this game compared to that Boston Celtics roster. It's not a massive underdog. Maybe these two teams are pretty close, but the edge is going to the Boston Celtics in this matchup in Las Vegas. So with the Los Chemezi-Metu now, another player has to step up. I'm hoping that player will be Robert Woodard, who has struggled throughout uh, preseason or rather uh, tr- Summer League and the California Classic, really. Uh, and he is in need of a breakthrough game. What better time to have that breakthrough than in the biggest game of Summer League in the Summer League Championship game? But uh, before I get to my preview, a long, in-depth preview of this uh, this Summer League matchup, this Summer League Championship game with John Corrales from the Locked On Celtics, I wanted to start this podcast with another what-if scenario. Yesterday on Locked On Kings, we did the what-if Buddy Heald was still a king at the start of next season, and we dove into whether or not he should be a starter or coming off the bench, whether or not the Kings should look to shop him at the trade deadline, and I even share with you that I'm coming around on the idea of the Kings going into next season with Buddy Heald on the roster. And I will share, too, I'm also coming around on the idea of Marvin Bagley being on the Kings roster next season. Now I will admit a lot of this has to do with the just fact that they're not going to get the value that they're looking for, for either player. There's still time for the Kings to make a trade and, and stranger things could happen. But like I talked about a little bit yesterday, and I talked about it with Damien Barling on DLO and KC's the radio show on ESPN 1320 today. I think there is a very good chance that the Kings could be major players for whatever team is shopping a big name at the trade deadline uh, this season and Marvin Bagley and Buddy Heald might be the great start to a package sending back that you could acquire this talent with and that talent could be the difference between the Kings making the playoffs and missing the playoffs but that's not the only reason that I'm interested in keeping the two here in Sacramento, or I'm open to the idea of them staying in Sacramento. And we're going to dive into the focus on Marvin Bagley today. And and we're going to pose the what if, what if Marvin Bagley stays healthy for the Kings? And I'm even going to rephrase it a little bit. What if I could guarantee you that Marvin Bagley would play 75 or more games for the Kings this season? maybe misses a few here or there for rest purposes or maybe a little bang-up injuries, but does not miss a significant period of time. Plays 75 or more of an 82-game regular season for the Sacramento Kings. This doesn't include playoffs. The scenario is just regular season. 75-plus regular season games, which, which would uh, above and beyond be his uh, the most he's played uh, in, a, in a single season in his NBA career so far. The reality is no matter how much he and his camp may want to fight it or may not want to admit it, Marvin Bagley's best chance of success is here in Sacramento. You've heard me talk about this. You've heard multiple uh, Kings Media members talk about this over the last couple of months. There is not a team, an organization, a fan base, even if the fan base has been harsh to Bagley at times, there's not an organization, a fan base, a team, a front office that wants Marvin to succeed more than the Sacramento Kings, that will give him more opportunities to succeed than the Sacramento Kings have. If the Kings traded Marvin to the Chicago Bulls, he's a project, he's a maybe, a what if. They're not looking to him as a potential piece of their core as the Kings might still be holding on to a, a fraction of a hope that he could be. Now, for me personally, I feel like that ship is pretty much sailed, or if not, it's pulling away from the dock. And and if if Bagley wants a chance of being a part of that core, he's really got to sprint and, and dive and hopefully grab onto the side. That's what it feels like at this point. But it's still possible. And the reason why it's possible is because Marvin Bagley's not Monty McNair's pick. So Monty is not desperately latching on to Marvin in the hopes that he will turn into something or the Kings look foolish. The Kings already look foolish, right? The guy who drafted Marvin Bagley was basically fired because he drafted Marvin Bagley or he wasn't fired, he resigned, but you know what I mean. The Kings already look bad for selecting Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic, over Trey Young. There's nothing they can do to save face on that. But that had nothing to do with Monty McNair. All Monty looks at when he sees Marvin Bagley, all he sees is, an asset, someone who in reality could fill a hole that this Kings roster currently has at that four spot right now. Now, many believe that Marvin's natural position in the NBA is the five, but with the bigs on this roster, if Marvin's gonna play here in Sacramento, it's probably not gonna be at the five unless it's in small lineups in short stretches, right? The Kings aren't going to give up on him just flat out, but they're also not going to hold on for dear life and try and make it work to save face because he's not Monty McNair's pick. But the Kings recognize, as does Monty McNair in this front office, that if Marvin Bagley is good, if he reaches just a fraction of his potential, more importantly, if he just stays healthy, Marvin can be the difference in this team missing the playoffs and making the playoffs. He has the potential of being that good. Now, I'm not going to put him into all-star status. I'm not even going to put him into top three players in Sacramento. Maybe he could be that. He certainly isn't that right now, and he would have to do a ton this season for me to put him in that conversation, I put the, uh, of course, De'Aaron Fox above him. I put Tyrese Halliburton above him. I put Buddy Heald above him. Uh, I might even put Davion Mitchell above him, seeing as, or we'll see how the, the his career begins. I put Harrison Barnes above him. I put Rashawn Holmes above him. Marvin Bagley's pretty far down that list to me. But he could be a difference maker, truly, in the Kings' making or missing the playoffs, just by his raw athleticism, his incredible talent, and the numbers that he can put up, honestly, I think without even trying. Marvin Bagley is an ideal fit with how the Kings want to play. They still want to play fast on offense, get up and down the floor. We know he can do that. We know he's athletic. You can use him in the pick and roll. And on top of that, he's improved every single year as a three-point shooter. Last season, he was 34% from three-point range, averaged just under one made three a game in two and a half attempts. There's no reason why that number can't go up to three and a half attempts and Bagley making one and a half of those. If you can get Marvin to be a 35, 36 plus percent three-point shooter enough to where he can space the floor, hit some shots every now and then, and teams have to respect him a little bit, he fits with whatever lineup you're putting out there. He gives you the spacing that you want. And I thought Marvin improved drastically as a three-point shooter, just his confidence in shooting the three-point shot. In reality, if we take away the, once again, him getting injured, but if we take away truly just the -the off-the-court drama, him liking tweets, the comments of uh, his dad or his camp on social media, if we just take that away and look at what Marvin Bagley's season was for the Kings last year, we saw tangible improvement as a three-point shooter, as a defender towards the end of the season, he was getting his points and, and getting his buckets in the flow of the offense versus just being tunnel vision like we've seen in the past. Marvin has improved. But the biggest thing for him, of course, is going to be availability. Because if he's available, if he can play, the dudes are walking double-double, whether he's starting or coming off the bench. But starting is the big thing here, right? Because Marvin Bagley and his camp, they believe that he's a starter. They believe that he's a star. They believe that he should start from day one. The reality is, Marvin's not reliable right now he hasn't been reliable at any point during his career just because of his inability to stay healthy availability is what makes him reliable and then reliability is what makes him a starter. If the Kings can rely on Marvin Bagley being available on a nightly basis for the majority of the season, if they can rely on him getting consistent minutes and learning how to play with Halliburton, with Fox, with that Kings starting unit, without these massive gaps of weeks or months in between because of injury, if the Kings can rely on him for that, that's his golden ticket to becoming a starter. And if he becomes a starter. He fills a major role for the Sacramento Kings. It allows Harrison Barnes and Mo Harkless, but especially Harrison Barnes to primarily play the three. And we saw how good Barnes played at the three for the Kings to start last season. Those were the best games that he had for the Kings. The start of last season when he was red hot, playing at that three spot with Marvin Bagley and Rashawn Holmes primarily as the four and five. The thing that you have to avoid though, in this idea that Marvin Bagley and Buddy Hield are still on the the team. You have to avoid the two of them being on the floor together because we know how much of a defensive nightmare that is for the Kings. Unless it's against the second unit. Now, there aren't really things as as hockey shifts in NBA, right? You don't just see five starters play and then five bench players play. It's It's pretty, a rotation, there's usually a starter or two on the floor at all times, right? So I'm not saying that you only play Marvin Bagley and Buddy Heald together when you're facing all five bench players of another team because that would never happen. But if Buddy is guarding a backup two and Marvin is guarding a backup four or even a backup five, maybe you could get away with the two of them being on the floor together. I truly am coming around to the idea of both Buddy and Bagley on the roster next season. But as bench players to start, really I want Buddy Heald to be a bench player, period. I think he could be at his best for the Kings as a sixth man, but Bagley, Bagley could have a chance or would have a chance in my mind to earn the starting role by simply being available and therefore reliable. And if he is coming off the bench to start the season, if the Kings do have him on the roster, but decide, hey, we're going to. Go small. We're going to have Harrison Barnes play the four with Rashawn Holmes playing the five. And maybe you try the three guard lineup as your starting lineup. Or maybe you play Buddy Heald at the three. I don't know. But if Marvin Bagley's not part of your starting lineup and his camp continue to throw a fit about it, I don't give a damn. I truly don't. I don't care. I really don't care. I could care less at this point what Marvin Bagley and his people have to say because they have no power here. They have no leverage. No leverage. If Vlade were still the GM, they'd have leverage. McNair's the GM. He has no reason to save face with Marvin Bagley. He has no reason to bow and give in to the demands of Marvin Bagley. He clearly does not view Marvin Bagley as part of this King's core. Maybe Bagley can play into that, like we talked about. But right now, McNair's like, yeah, I'll get rid of you if the deal's right. He's actively shopped Marvin Bagley. We know this. So, Bagley's camp, they have no leverage in this situation. And if Bagley wants to outright, if the only play that he has left is just to outright refuse to play because he's not a starter, fine. You know what that hurts? Him. I mean, it would hurt the Kings too because they could use his talent. They could use his ability. But that kills Marvin Bagley and his career and his opportunity to get paid, which by the way, he's on a contract year next season. That hurts him more than it hurts the Sacramento Kings or really anybody else. His camp has no leverage in this situation. So if they want to bitch and moan and complain, by all means, have at it. Have fun. Doesn't matter. Because the Kings are trying to win the playoffs. You can either get on board and, and do your part or step to the side and watch the big men work. This episode of the Longton Kings podcast is brought to you by Sweat Block, the perspirant wipes that work so incredibly well. They're doctor-created, doctor-recommended. They work for up to seven days per use, and they give you a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block doesn't keep you dry You will get your money back. That's a guarantee from Sweatblock. I'm not just making that up. Truly, you will get your money back if you do not have a dry shirt. This has been featured and tested on Rachel Ray's show. This is used by firefighters, which if it it can handle the heat of firefighters without sweating, it can handle you uh, sitting at your cubicle sweating because the AC is not high enough or maybe on your workout or out playing golf like me. It can handle it. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, has over 13,000 reviews that you should go and read. Check them out, all positive, and it's manufactured in the NBA. You can wear what you want to wear, and it gives you confidence. You don't have to worry about those sweat marks and those sweat stains anymore. This handles the problem for you, and it's super easy to get. Like I said, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it at your local CVS pharmacy, or the best way to get it, is by using promo code LOCKEDON on sweatblock.com, and you'll get 20% off. Save some money and save yourself the embarrassment of sweat stains by using Sweatblock. Today's Locked On Kings podcast is also brought to you by Indeed.com. And in the NBA, general managers ask questions to find the right players, like do they have ice in their veins? Are they knocked down three-point shooters? Can I rely on them? When you're hiring, you can use Indeed assessments to help make sure you find the right candidates with the skills you need. Let Indeed be your pro-NBA scout for you. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, including the interviewing. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So make sure you join more than 3 million businesses worldwide and use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools can help you cut through the noise and hire faster and smarter. Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you get a sponsored job or the moment you post a sponsored job, you will get those best resumes immediately right in your box. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. So I sat down for a in-depth summer league preview, something that I never thought that I would do. But John Corrales from the Locked On Celtics and I, we had a little fun previewing this game, talking about this game, and pointing out why it's important and why you should be paying attention other than, of course, to watch the Kings bring home yet another summer league championship.
1: All right, Matt George. Locked on. Kings host. Finalist in the NBA summer league championship whatever thing. What do we do here? We yell at each other? Do we swear at each other? I don't know how this is supposed to go.
0: It's about time that the Boston Celtics get on the Kings' level. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's about time that a team from Boston can just rise up to the status that Sacramento sets for themselves. I've been looking forward to a Celtics Kings rivalry my entire life, John, it's, and it's now finally boring. we get it. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming.
1: Yeah, it's been there just kind of You know, now it finally just explodes in summer awesomeness. Um, I I haven't been able to catch a whole lot of Kings Summer League, to be honest with you. I know Davion Mitchell is a guy we're supposed to really be afraid of here. But, you know, the Celtics are getting Peyton Pritchard back. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be – I mean, we're talking about irresistible force and immovable object. This is it this is defense offense here we go.
0: Well that I mean that's what everybody's looking forward to right everybody's looking at this this Mitchell versus Pritchard uh, battle which if if the the summer League has any sense they should force both teams to play them all every single minute of this game just to see how far they can go without getting injured of course, you don't want to do anything like that but look the the reality is I mean, summer league championships the kings have won already i believe it was back in like 2014 or something like that when their best mm-hmm. players were ben McElmore and ray mccallum um, and so now they're they're trying to make it their second summer league championship. And for a city like Sacramento, where winning doesn't usually happen too often, we get excited about this stuff. I imagine Boston <laughs> doesn't care too much, with the exception of seeing some strong and, and solid individual performances. Uh, but I will say, matchup wise, there are more than enough reasons, especially with that that Mitchell Pritchard battle, uh, to to tune in and pay attention.
1: So for for the Celtics fans here because we're putting this on both of our podcasts. So, uh let, let's start with what are we looking for from the Kings? How have the Kings gone undefeated? What what are the the names that Celtics fans should be looking at?
0: Well, of course, Davion Mitchell, uh, he jumps off the page. I would say uh, Chimezi Metu, who uh, just signed or or recently signed, he worked his way from a two-way contract to a a major contract or an actual legitimate contract with the Kings that finally got fully guaranteed about a week ago. Um, He actually might not be playing in this game because there might be a suspension handed down as as he threw a punch uh, in the Dallas Mavericks game on Sunday, which was a, a rebuttal for something that happened uh, when Jonas Valanciunas pulled him off the rim, and there was no um, no issues with that, or the league didn't do anything about Jonas Valanciunas pulling him off the rim, he actually broke his wrist last season. So I yeah, have I a feeling that. that I have a feeling that that had something to do with that incident there. So Chimezie Metu might not be available, and he's technically one of the best players. On that team, Jemais Ramsey has been playing very well. In fact, he's been pretty much the leading scorer, the main scorer uh, for the Sacramento Kings during the majority of this summer league period. Uh, but overall, the way this Kings team has been winning is they're, they're trying to you can see the summer league team trying to play with the identity that the main roster wants to establish for themselves, but hasn't yet, which is not relying solely on offense and solely on scoring this team plays hard on both ends of the floor they play hard defensively they play physically uh, and that's given them some success so far in las vegas
1: well that's going to be an interesting part of this game actually because the celtics who have come out with the the greatest point differential i think they're plus 21 in their four games uh have done a lot defensively there's a lot made of peyton pritchard's shooting and and he's really developed that that deep logo kind of shot uh every every day there's a different guy that's going that's been going off carson edwards aaron neesmith uh they're, they're just any number of of guys that are capable of going off but what the celtics have really done well is defend they defend the rim the, the other game their last game i i think they had 12 block shots in their last game and a lot of those guys aren't going to be around uh, who knows Maybe you know bruno fernando is a guy that That has a few years experience and and this is this is kind of like where the celtics have hung their hat you got if you're a a a bad nba team a rebuilding nba team there's a good chance you've got a good summer league team because you've gotten high draft picks and you've got good talent Mm -hmm. the other way to have a good summer league team is to not have any draft picks and have to send actual bench players like the celtics have and have like peyton pritchard who's a rotation guy and um, you know Romeo Langford, who's fighting to be a rotation guy, and Aaron Nesmith, who I just made the case for for being a starter in the upcoming season. Uh, those guys with the experience can kind of even trump some of the more talented younger teams. So the Celtics, have, that, that that's where they are, and and they're trying to play with Odoka's defensive mindset, his his kind of you know what he's known for. So. For a team in the Celtics that's that's gone out there and scored 100 plus points in, I think, three of their four wins, we might be looking at a game that that actually is like a 70 to 60 something game with both teams playing pretty good defense.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to say without watching, I've watched a little bit of, actually, to be honest with you, the Celtics are probably the team that I've watched the most other than the Sacramento Kings in Summer League. And I do that selfishly because I am a fan of Aaron Neesmith, which you brought up. I actually, in our uh, 2020 uh, NBA mock draft here on Locked On, I selected Aaron Neesmith uh, for the Kings in that draft. Now, of course, Tyrese Halliburton wasn't even close to available, had no expectation of him being available uh, for the Kings at 12 there. Uh, And Devin Vassell, who I also really liked, was not available there too so Neesmith was was that guy that I thought could be an interesting maybe buddy healed replacement here in Sacramento so I've been paying very close attention uh, to Aaron Neesmith with his time with the Boston Celtics so I'm excited to watch this battle just to see what he can do because I don't know necessarily defensively if the Kings have an answer for him if he gets going really uh, from the perimeter but from my opinion you can correct me if I'm wrong here if this game is low scoring, I think it plays into the favor of the Sacramento Kings, who I think the most they've scored in the summer league is 90 points in a game, which came this past weekend against the Memphis Grizzlies, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, it's summer league, right? <laughs> right? It's a flip the coin and we'll see what happened. One thing you will notice about this Kings team, though, is and, and credit to the players on this roster who are fighting and battling for training camp invites, not just with the Kings, but with any other team. And, and it's good to see guys stepping up. But they have players like uh, uh, like Emmanuel Terry is a good example. A big man who just, he's undersized, but he hustles, he plays hard, fights for rebounds, fights for second chance points. Uh, I enjoy seeing players playing hard like this is the last game that, that they're ever going to play. And I see a lot of those players on both of these rosters.
1: Yeah, I mean, going back to your original point here, if, the, if it is a low-scoring game, I think it, it'll be because the Celtics are missing a ton of shots. Um, it, if it's a low scoring game, that means the Celtics defense is playing as well as it is, has been playing. And then they've been scoring a ton of points, getting out into transition and and against teams that are, you know, it's like you said, it's summer league. And so everybody's screwing up, you know, cross matches are death in summer league because no one can, can keep up. Um, if the Celtics aren't, scoring off of those turnovers, block shots, any of the stops that they're getting, that means that the, the three-pointers that they've been hitting all summer, all, all week long, uh, have stopped falling. So uh, if they go cold, then yeah, that might favor the Sacramento Kings. However, I will say that it, all it takes is for one of them to fall. So if we go into the fourth quarter and it's a low-scoring game and Peyton Pritchard starts all of a sudden they start to fall, then then watch out. I mean, this is the Peyton Pritchard that just scored 92 points in a Pro-Am. So no watch out for that.
0: No so, kidding. No kidding. Know. Well, da- Davion Mitchell will be upset if he scores nine points, let alone 92, uh
1: which uh, – That's actually going to be on... fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm and, actually going to enjoy that. and we were... You know, we were just joking around before we started recording, and we're like, ah, we're going to screw around and have some fun with it. And, like, all it took was 90 seconds for us to actually get into a serious breakdown of how this game is going to (laughs) go.
0: And I mean, caring this much or putting this much attention, this is the most buildup or breakdown I've ever had or preview, I guess, of a summer league game ever in my career. But the way I try and approach every game and even the post game of every game. And I wonder if you do the same, John, for for the Celtics fans with locked on Celtics, but it's what lessons and what factors can we take out of this game and apply to what really matters, which is the main roster. And the reality is that the Kings are going to win. It's going to be off the backs of guys uh, like Davion Mitchell, who are, of course, not only going to be a part of. The main roster, but could make cases for working their way into the starting lineup. Eventually a guy like Jemais Ramsey, which I brought up too, he was a two way player last season. He's trying to fight for a main roster spot and the Kings could always use more scoring and more shooting off their bench. So it's, it's finding the lessons in this game and the positives from this game that can apply to the main roster. Cause I mean, going back to when the Kings did win the summer league championship game, we of course know that after winning the summer league championship, guess what? The Kings were garbage. They've, <laughs> they've been garbage for so long. So what, what can these young players do? What lessons can we pull? Even like the play of Namayas Keto, right? Who some believe could crack the Kings rotation. I certainly believe as a natural, natural seven footer who uh, blocks shots, protects the rim. There might be a, a spot in the Kings rotation for him. So how can he perform in the most meaningful summer league game that you're going to actually get?
1: Yeah, this, is, this has been the, the, the theme of a lot of the Locked On Celtics podcasts. What's translatable? That's my question that I always ask. What's translatable to the next level? Uh, and this is where Niesmith really does separate himself a little bit because what's translatable from Aaron Nismith's four games? he has specifically sought out difficult shots and and Niesmith very easily could have said, "I'm gonna come into summer league. I'm gonna come off of the screens, I'm gonna catch and shoot." And he could have taken nothing but open threes because he's got experienced big guys setting picks. the the defenses are 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 tough, are are like inexperienced. so so he'll find his open gaps in those defenses to get his three-pointers, but he's not really doing that. He's actively searching out contested shots because that's what's going to translate to the next level, being able to hit shots against aggressive closeouts when maybe Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown are kicking if he's on the floor with them. So I like that. I like that Peyton Pritchard's translatable skill is 33-foot three-pointers. Like if, If he's going to prove that You have to guard me way out there. Now he becomes a serious floor spacer when he's on the floor. You have to account for him. So I think that there's some very translatable stuff for the Celtics. And there's some stuff like a lot of those block shots, 12 block shots, like I said in the last game, maybe two of them are meaningful as far as this upcoming season goes. The rest are just, hey, that was fun to watch. It's August. We're watching basketball. This is great. So, um, I, I think each team has its own serious uh, meaningful things that it's looking for in these games. And in this final game, like, let's face it, you just said it, these win this championship doesn't mean anything. you know, the fact that we're even talking about it and using the word championship is kind of silly. But, hey, you're out there. you want to win this thing. Like this is a game where, might as, well, might as well win it and let, let's try it. And and that's going to help these guys in in at least a, a tiny bit of a pressure situation. Like you're actively trying to win a game with these guys beside you. You don't have a Tatum or a Brown or De'Aaron Fox or, you know, Harrison or whoever to, to lean on. Um, you are got to do it yourself. So we're, we're looking at you. It's going to be on NBA TV it's it's a national game you know so let's let's what the hell let's let's see what these guys got in in this kind of situation and any little bit of positive kind of results from that I think help
0: well the city of Sacramento might still host a parade if the Kings win just for the hell of it because you know we need something to celebrate over here after everything that we've been through but I will say too hey I mean Aaron Neesmith second year player Tyrese Halliburton, second year player. Tyrese hasn't been part of the summer league roster, but he's been in uh, Vegas working out with the team and following summer league. So Kings might not be the worst idea in the world for Tyrese Halliburton to suddenly become available. But, <laughs> but just saying, just saying, if you want to win, if you just want to win, I mean, there, you got to match up with Aaron Neesmith
1: somehow, right? So I'm just saying, sure, maybe an, sure, maybe an idea idea, Monty
0: McNair, maybe an idea.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. Hey, Jalen Brown's around. Is he Is he eligible? Let's just do this. <laughs> why, why is
0: De'Aaron Fox and Buddy here? Why, why is Marvin Bagley? In, in all of a sudden, himself?
1: Marcus Smart shows up pulling off. It. Let's go. Let's go. Wouldn't Slap that, the floor. I, oh, that would be
0: amazing if it all of a sudden just <laughs> turned into like a, a legitimate NBA game in Vegas. But imagine the insult to those poor players who did all the work to get them there. It's not, all right, that now sit be. down. Here come the big guys. Let them handle yeah. the business. But... Thank you. Medgar- we got it from here. I'd regardless, like to see the
1: Celtics – raise a miniature banner like uh like a napkin size banner somewhere in the practice facility summer league champions
0: hey well the kings will put it in the actual gold one center because we have (laughs) a lot of room up there that's not taken up the one of the biggest banners we have in there we actually have two banners next to each other which is pacific division champions Hooray. <laughs> That's what we got. That's pretty much what we got. So we'll take anything that we can get up there. Give us the napkin. We'll, we'll hang it up. We'll <laughs> all, the
1: all right, Matt. Well, we'll see what happens. May, may, maybe we can get together for a post-game show or something. Hey, just uh, don't
0: be too sad and distraught when Sacramento gets the better of Boston again. I mean, historically, we look at the two cities. Sacramento's always had the edge. So just don't sure. be too
1: sad. Yeah, difficult. no, it's, it's been tough. It's been tough to, to look longingly at Sacramento and all of their success. Everybody
0: wants to be Sacktown, man. Imagine being so close to Tahoe in the Bay Area. You can't you can't beat it. Can't beat it. This episode of the Lockdown Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto, and with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. You'll just endure pointless questioning, intimidating questioning, and you'll just sit there and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. A set price point, non-negotiable. You have computers, you have cell phones, you have access to the internet, you have access to rockauto.com to shop through, sift through, and find the parts that you need for your car as easy as pressing a couple of buttons. You'll save time, and more importantly, you'll save money with Rock Auto. I saved a boatload of money on replacement parts that I needed for my car after I run, ran over a shredded tire on the freeway. Rock Auto saved me almost 2 thousand dollars in parts and truly in labor go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com And today's Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Oh, so delicious. I made sure to bring a couple of Built Bars to me or with me to my first day at ABC 10 here in Sacramento. And I had some of my new coworkers asking me what I was eating. Thankfully, I brought one to share uh, with one of my uh, new coworkers, Mackenzie. Uh, I made sure to share with her not the mint brownie bar—I always save that for myself—but I shared with her the raspberry bar, and she absolutely loved it. And I, it's because of the 100% chocolate. She genuinely thought that she was uh, eating a candy bar. But I shared with her how good the bar was for you know, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Mackenzie's hooked. My wife's hooked. I'm hooked, and you'll be. Be, you will be too by going to built.com, ordering yourself a box right now, and tell me they aren't delicious. Make them a part of your daily snacking routine. You get that fix, you get that candy crunch, that love of sweets, but you also get something that's good and nutritious for your body. Go to built.com, use promo code locked on. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. I don't know if I'm ever going to spend more time in my life previewing a NBA summer league game than what I just did with John Krause. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Maybe you're a little more enticed or interested in watching this summer league game tonight. If you weren't already before we wrap up, I did want to make sure that I, I talked about this ever so briefly because I was more surprised to see it. Sam Amick of uh formerly of the USA today now of the athletic uh, he wrote in an article basically confirming what's I didn't think needed to be confirmed or basically saying what didn't need to be said, in my opinion, basically reporting that after drafting Davion Mitchell, the Kings are still all in on De'Aaron Fox. I'm sorry. Was that in question before? D- does anybody look at the Davion Mitchell selection for the Sacramento Kings and think, oh, he's here to replace De'Aaron Fox? He's here because the Kings don't believe that De'Aaron Fox can get the job done. If anybody thought that, they're so off base and so clueless that I don't know if Sam Amick's article is even going to get through to them, even reading it if it's written for a sixth grader. Like, why is this even a thing? Why would anybody think that the Kings are wanting to replace or potentially move on from De'Aaron Fox and that Davion Mitchell is here to be his replacement? It shouldn't need to be said. It's not a thing. So if you think it's a thing, it's not. All right. Just had to say that. Just had to make that clear. I hope you enjoy the Kings and the Celtics, their summer league battle tonight. Of course, on tomorrow's lockdown Kings podcast, we'll break down what happens and then some. Uh, hopefully, we're talking about the Kings championship and we're preparing for a fun little summer league parade here in Sacramento. That's not going to actually happen. They're not going to get a parade. But we can all dream it's the closest thing that we're going to get, right? And like John Corrales said, maybe we'll be hanging small little banners from the Golden One Center to commemorate or commiserate, whatever the word is, uh, the the Kings winning their summer league championship, their second summer league championship uh, in the last decade. Wouldn't that be fun? I think that would be fun. Uh, whatever happens, of course, you can react to it, you can respond to it, you can talk to me about it. Uh here on the Locked On Kings podcast, you can reach out to me via Twitter at Matt George S-A-C. Uh, you can also uh email me, M or Matt.george, or rather, sorry, new email address, Matt at gmail.com that's the one and if you're on youtube just leave your comments your thoughts in the comment section below i read them i try and respond to as many uh, as i possibly can engage me in conversation let's talk about this uh this king's championship summer league game uh let's talk about your thoughts on marvin bagley being a part of the king's future or not buddy healed being a part of the king's future or not And so much more, any Kings or NBA related topics that you want to engage with, uh, let me know. And also I'm still looking for uh, people for our upcoming fans only podcast. If you want to be on the Locked On Kings podcast and join me, I'll interview you, get your story of how you became a Kings fan, get your thoughts on the moves that the Kings have made this offseason. If you're interested in that, send me an email, mattgeorgesports at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and have you on. That'll do it for today's Locked On Kings podcast. Until next time, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.